This is another Disney podcast production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plan for the Magic. This is the podcast where we offer some strategies to help you plan or wing your next magical vacation to Walt Disney World. This is episode two. Here we are, number two. I'm Audrey, your host, and I'm joined by my dear friend, co-host, and old friend, Dave. How are you feeling tonight, Dave? I'm, I mean, I feel good. You, you didn't say anything like sassy, but to be no. honest, there's really no need to introduce <laughs> me. Uh, I mean, they're clearly here for you. Well, oh, well they don't know that yet, but it'll quickly come, come to light over the next I, handful of episodes. <laughs> see, I think that there are a bunch of people who are like diehard planners, but I think there are people who really like just... Play, taking it easy, I, I think you're you're selling yourself short. I think you've got a lot to to share and tips that folks are going to enjoy. So. Okay, well let's focus on practical things. All right, so mm-hmm. let's go down the list here of what Audrey brings to the table. Okay, <laughs> stop. Um, brains, beauty, no. best ideas. So there's the three B's, right? So brains, beauty's best idea. Okay, then there's Dave, and he brings. I uh, yep. <laughs> See, I, I'm not going to go for this humility act. I know that well, you know a lot about Disney. And I I'm do. super excited that you are doing this venture with me. We're on episode two. So for those who listened to episode one, we did kind of an overview of our shtick here. Um, we are, of course, part of the um, Another Disney Podcast family of podcasts. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, there are multiple podcasts within this family. Of course, there's a zillion po- D- Disney podcasts. There's lots of incredibly smart people who oh my gosh, have yes. tips, um, who know a lot about Disney. This is something that I just happen to love. And um, I think that there is something to like all the details, which is like, that's me. I'm the queen of the details. And I think Dave's like going several times a year doing it super cash. I just think there's a lot to learn there too. Right. So yeah, we both. So I think maybe we should play on the word maximize, right? So we okay. both okay. maximize, right? You yes. maximize the yes. biggest all the time leading up, how to travel to get the most out of. And to me, I maximize everything I can in a short amount of time to go as many times as I can. I love it. <laughs> right. So we both it. maximize yes. differently. Should you we have that in like, yeah. <laughs> We need super power. Like For those of you who aren't watching the yes. video, I'm doing like the Mighty Mouse or Superman. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Team Maximize. Team Maximize. That's right, weird. Okay, that's the name of our show. We're, we're going nice. to change it right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So you, we've done the overview in episode one. We even did a little mini overview there, but um, we're jumping right in with this podcast. There's a lot happening in Disney right now. Planning has kind of been turned up. I mean, upside down. Oh, and yeah. so the the major thing, the major change that um, has been in place for, mm, I, oh gosh, almost a year. Yeah, it'll it, be a year in July. It started in July, yeah. Um, but it is definitely making things more challenging, and that is park reservations. So for the first time in, I think, Disney's history, mm-hmm. not, not only do you need a park ticket, you have to reserve a spot at a park for each day that you tend to go. Dave, tell us a a little more about those details. (laughs) Park reservations (laughs) are easy. There's nothing to it. Back to you, Audrey. (laughs) 
Right. Yes. Okay. I only, so you know, I wish, but I, I mean, this is a big deal as people are. Yeah. 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 You know, planning more trips for the summer. It's actually getting really crowded right now. Yeah. So. I. I don't know. Obviously, none of us know how long this can, will continue. Yes. Um, Disney's not crazy. I almost said stupid, but that's a, well. Disney's not stupid. There is they have a huge advantage when it comes to this reservation system and it's not trust me it's not just based on well we have a right now it's 35 percent, right so that's their capacity cap of how many people they'll let into each of their parks but it is that's not the only reason that they're fond of what's going on now the other one is they know how many people are going to be in their parks like way before than they ever had like they just previous years all they've been able to do is rely on history right they could tell you when hey it was like there were slower months or slower days in this part of the year and obviously you've got your spring breaks your football uh, cheerleading tournaments like that and then you've got um the european and then you've got the uh gosh what's the uh the big jersey crowd when they come out down for jersey you know so they knew all of these trends well all of that goes out of the goes out when COVID hits but with this reservation system they know way more than they ever have way further in advance and so my fear is what if this doesn't go away after things get back to whatever we're going to call you know a a, a normal day at Disney World but we can't speculate on what that is so let's just unpack the reservation system so something uh, um, so gone are the days of really um, check into your hotel and go where you want. Now, obviously, there still was a little bit of planning before that. Like, obviously, yes. if you were big into restaurants, you had to plan that six months out. And That's right. you've got your 60 days if you're if you were staying on property, 30 days if you're off property for fast passes. Fast passes. So there yeah. still had to be some type of planning if you wanted to here's our word again, maximize <laughs> your, you know, your ride, your ride numbers per day. And, and so you, you still had to, you still kind of knew what you were doing. Now it's, if you're okay, so let's talk about the park reservation system. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, well, let's, well, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Okay. I think, um, I think the best the best way I want to do this is talk about park strategy as if it yeah. wasn't a reservation yeah. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do yeah. that first? So yeah. let me let me have you unpack and then I'll go deeper into yeah. the reservations and what it means because there's a lot of things to cover. There's if you're on property, if you're off property, if you're an annual pass holder, if you're buying tickets, all totally. like that is it looks different for every scenario. Yeah. So let's just look at how we used to do it and yep. maybe might and what could that do it like. again yeah. in the future. Yep. Okay, yep. I'll, okay. I'll let you go first. Yeah, so Team Breen, right? We vacation every year, every other year for an extended length of time. So for us, navigating the reservation system looks like a five-plus-day ticket. Um, Let's just say in this scenario, we have purchased the Park Hopper. So before, we are, I mean, I'm immediately thinking what park am I going to on which day? And there are some incredible, we're going to have a whole podcast eventually on like 
our favorite brilliant people who do awesome things to help you plan for Disney. (laughs) One of them, um, there, there's just a lot of data on, Dave was just talking about that on like what days of the year tend to be more um, crowded or less crowded. And so when we've picked our our week, I'm thinking about, oh, I don't know if I want to do Epcot on a festival on a Saturday. Probably right, not a good right? idea. Right, yeah. So I'm already thinking about what days I'm going. And you're right. I'm picking fast passes for those. But in the back of my mind, I always know there's going to be flexibility. Like, eh, if we just decide we don't want to do that, at the last minute, we can choose another park. Under this current park reservation, we have to choose our park. And there is a, in fact, we are going in October. I know you guys are going in October. One of my days is already full at one of the parks in October. And yeah. and so I think the big difference here is that there's just not, there's not flexibility. Like you have to pick the, the park days that you are going to in advance or else you're literally not going to have an opportunity to visit that park during that day. So yeah. it's, it's a it's a big difference. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's not incredibly different. It does just feel like you've got to get it right. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. pressure to make that decision. And if you choose Magic Kingdom on one day and you feel like, oh, man, we should have gone to Animal Kingdom this day and Animal Kingdom is full, you cannot change or vice versa. Yeah. Um... So, so let's unpack the reservation system as it stands. So we'll look at it in, in three different parts. So first we'll yes. look at if you're staying on property. Yep. And then, so it doesn't matter if you buy your tickets through Disney or through somewhere else, which we'll talk about later, yep. or if you buy your, um, or if you're an annual pass holder, doesn't matter. Your kind of golden ticket as far as selection or your selection and availability increases like way more. I don't have numbers because Disney's not going to give it to us if you're staying on property. And so that there's definitely more park availability when you're staying on property there. That's a complete sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Two, if you're staying off property and you buy tickets, there's less availability but there's still more than the third option, which is annual pass, not staying on property. So yeah. that has kind of the most limited pool, I guess she's just yeah. Now, I don't know this for certain, but all you have to do, so Disney has, and we'll link it in the show notes, Disney has a page on their site where you can check um, reservation availability. And when you go there and do that, there's three different options that you can choose. Staying on property, just buying tickets and you'll pass holder. And so you'll yeah. see that the availability will most likely Shift change right, yeah. it, it, based yeah. on which one that you selected. And so right now it certainly appears that annual pass holders not staying on property probably have the, the smallest pool to pull from, if yeah. that makes sense. So, yeah. um, so right now it really is, if you're not staying on property or even if you are, it's all about availability. Because as Audrey said, they're going in October. For those of you who don't know, this is the beginning of May when we're recording this. She <laughs> yes. Like she's got a day that like she doesn't have an option yeah. for a park or she may only have one option for that day. That's right. Um, so... <laughs> So and that's kind of what October, it looks like. And I'm not, yeah, this is not October 1st, by the way, right, which yeah. is the 50th anniversary. This is another date in October. Mm-hmm. So, 
Right now, I could be wrong. I haven't looked. But at least for annual pass holders, Magic Kingdom is full on October 1st. And I'm almost certain Epcot Epcot is because Ratatouille Mm -hmm. opens. That's right. You know, and you never know. It could be the first night of... um, Oh gosh, I almost called it Horizons. That's a ride that hasn't been around since the nineties. <laughs> the um the new fireworks show. What is it called? It yeah. starts with an H. Uh, we'll call it Hamilton. Oh that's not it yeah. at all. <laughs> that's what we're going. <laughs> Big fan of Hamilton. That's what we're going to name it. Um, um. Okay. There's a giant caveat. Can okay. I can I throw go, out this go, giant go, go. caveat? All of what we are discussing right now is based on the capacity of the parks at thirty five percent. So. This alarm bell <laughs> for October may disappear if th- things with COVID change and Disney decides they're going to increase capacity to 50% or even higher. So yes. um, I think that the lesson, you know, there's a little bit of the planner in me is like, I can do this. I can pick a park every, you know, for every day, six months out and Someone like Dave is like, "Eh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And then there's also someone like me that's like, I, you know, the, the lack of flexibility, you know, I think it's kind of both. Like we have to, we have to hold this loosely because things are likely to change. Um, So it's, it's a, it's just a really challenging time, I think. And a lot of the strategy, I mean, people have been saying this all year. A lot of the strategies that we used to use to plan our trips, we have to, set on the shelf and probably will pick up eventually, but yeah. not right away. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I wish that we all had answers of, yeah, it's going to change and go back to how it used to be. Right. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I don't like there. There are a lot of things that I think Disney was doing and, and we've, we've seen it in Disneyland as like, here's a good example with Disneyland. Like as long as it was closed and thankfully it's back open now, Oh my gosh! Yes. but uh, like they've been able to completely rethink what their annual pass strategy looks yeah. like and they have yet to release it or release right. the details of what it's going to look like. And so, right. That was that, as we all know, that is a huge annual pass park, right? It's a very much a locals park. And yep. there are days that you like it's a, I mean, they have cast members that are there for their job that day to direct traffic at some of their pinch points. I have been there. It's that they hold a sign with like a Mickey glove that <laughs> this side is going this way and they held another oh sign. With, and it's especially like if you're familiar with Disneyland, it's right there in Tomorrowland yeah. where Buzz is yep. on one side and um, Star Tours is on the other. That is a narrow, narrow pinch point. I mean, even more narrow than the corner of Peter Pan and, and oh, um, yeah. It's small world. Small world at, at Walt Disney World. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how, if you've been there, you yes. know how crazy that area gets. Yes. Anyway, yes. all that to get, so to get back on, I, I just don't, uh, you know, like I'm I'm surprised that Disney World didn't just cancel all of But, you know, they were only closed for four months. So I don't know that yeah. they had the idea to, to react that yeah, quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to give them a benefit of the doubt in, you know, I mean, of course, this is just, everything about this experience is completely new. I'm choosing not to use the word unprecedented because too late. It's just overused right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I do think that they're, you know, I hope that they're taking some, and I do, I I think they are taking advantage of some of these things to rethink and just like they did in Disneyland. But to your point, yeah, I mean, Walt Disney world was only closed for four months and they've been having to navigate all of these new challenges reopening. Um, Okay, so we just sort of explained a little bit about the system. You buy your tickets, however you're going to buy them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You choose one day. Um, in our circumstance, we 
we have the park hopper. So, Dave, what does that mean? <laughs> so, well. Can we do that right now? <laughs> well, Audrey, what that means is it's no longer what it used to mean. It's a whole brand new meaning. And for a while, that wasn't even a thing. <laughs> it's still not a thing in Disneyland. They have not introduced that yet. So when you buy a ticket for the day, it's either to Disneyland One, or yeah. California Adventure. Thankfully, um, several months in, like it may be, I think it was the beginning of this year. It was either late January or early February of 2021. They reintroduced it. And so right now January. at Walt Disney World, you can park cop after 2 p.m. Now, there is an asterisk all the way at the bottom of the page. What does that mean, so, 2 p.m.? So, so what does that mean is <laughs> yeah. you have to walk through. So if you have a park reservation for mm -hmm. Magic Kingdom, yes. um, you have to walk through the gate at Magic Kingdom. Yes. And then after 2 p.m., you can visit one of the other three parks. Now, I will say all the way at the bottom of that page where that little asterisk is when you get out your magnifying glass it says yep. subject to park availability right. but i will say this there has not been even on some of these slam days where all of these parks were unavailable especially during spring break this past this past month or so that you there was no nobody was turned away yeah. after 2 p.m so that's still going strong so nobody has not been able to park hop if you have a park hopper right. added to your pass or if you're an annual pass holder. So that's what it yeah, looks like right now. Totally. Yeah. Um, anecdotally, I, I, the same, like I have not heard of anybody not being able to go to a second park. Are you allowed to go to a third park? Yes. So it was, okay, it was, so you can um, go after two, once you've checked into your, the reservation, your original park, mm -hmm. then you can, park hop after because you know that was a new game like i don't know like i have been to disney world by myself yes i'm that guy and family and dad oh and didn't take my Sounds kids dreamy to me <laughs> and and of course like i did the four park challenge one of the last times yeah. that i did that and so now it's even more fun of a challenge because <laughs> you can go to one park all Some day and then your second are, one you yeah. don't get till 2 p.m and people play that differently some people yeah. are like you've got to eat something and you've got to like ride a ride like that's that's how most people do it yeah. and of course they take a picture and then they usually get a pin that says i'm celebrating and then they write all four parks in all one day. Parks. anyway there's all different kind of ways to do it but <laughs> it's still possible like make epcot your last park because that's usually the one that's open the, the latest open the latest <laughs> that's the other thing to really think about too is the park hours although they are expanding and being updated further in advance farther in advance um so i think again Early on, they the the hours were quite limited, and and most of the parks were closing early. Um, I know on one of the um, podcasts that you guys did earlier, the um, you talked about nighttime experiences and how um, especially Animal Kingdom is just glorious at night, oh, and it has been really you know closing quite early um but i do think that's that's it, they are opening them a little bit earlier and keeping them open a little bit later so yeah depending on where you want to go right. you need to make sure there's plenty of time for to enjoy the park for the rest of that right evening. now we need to talk about a strategy uh, like everybody's going to do this different learn yeah. from my mistake in my opinion <laughs> yes look at the hours of epcot when you're going during your trip and mm -hmm. and please keep checking because they usually update them sometimes as little as two weeks before like yes. two weeks out two weeks and why right. i say that is if if i were to give you one piece of advice that would say hey what should i do when it comes to picking my parks during 
a pandemic, never, ever choose Epcot. And why I say that is for the longest time, at least since they've reopened yep. from the pandemic, it does, Epcot does not open until 11 a.m. So you're talking 11, yes. 12, 1, 2. So you're talking, right. you're going to burn a whole park pass Ticket. over a place <laughs> that you can only go for. So go back to Magic Kingdom for the morning, go back and take yes. a nap, and then go back to Epcot, which is, now they're out, they did, they did just announce their hours for going into June and July, that it's going to actually be less. But right now it's open until 11. I mean, so if you're going before yeah. July, I mean, it's worth, like you can get to that park at 2 to 11. That's a full flipping day, dude. That's a full That's day. Great. So do yeah. not burn your do in my opinion, don't burn a don't burn a park reservation with Epcot. That is such great advice because Epcot used to open at nine or nine ten. And then yep. yes. And, and World then Showcase just the would World open Showcase opened yep. at eleven. But now the whole park is opening at eleven. And yeah, for park hopper tickets or annual pass holders, I think that's brilliant advice for sure. Um, okay, so we've talked about the reservation system. We've talked a little bit about um, park hopping. So annual pass holders, we're going to talk a little bit about tickets in general. If you are an annual pass holder, you get to have an annual pass. <laughs> if you are not an annual pass holder right now, you are not allowed to have an annual pass because Disney is not selling uh, new annual passes to Walt Disney World. So nope. let's assume... If you have an annual pass, you have figured out what's going on right, right. now. And let's talk a little bit about <laughs> tickets for, uh, we can talk about packages. We can talk about, um, you know, for families who are just getting tickets. Um, yeah. So <laughs> he, here, here's what it looks like. Every day I go on Facebook, I follow a lot of Disney groups. Every day someone asks, does anybody know? No, nobody knows. Trust me, <laughs> when if you follow Disney even 10% of your life, when right. annual passes open back up, it will make will know. headline news. Woo, I promise right. you. It yes. will make national news because <laughs> it's a it's a COVID thing. Like that's something yeah. that's when it's so I that's promise you. That's a marker. You. <laughs> that's right. Things changing. That's exactly right. Yes. So, yeah, which stinks because I know now we talked about this before we started the show. You guys just got DVC. And in my opinion, yes, if you're I dropping know. that coin on DVC and you say, hey, I, I bought DVC I during a pandemic and I yes. know you guys are struggling. Don't act like you're not. <laughs> don't act like you're selling as much DVC as you were two years ago. And I, if you guys want an annual pass, they should just sell you an annual pass. That's my Can opinion. a girl get an annual pass up in here? We cannot right now. Okay. Okay. So. I want to talk about where to buy tickets. Is, is that yes. good? Is that good? Okay. Yes, please. For so sure. if you're, I, I, I stopped buying tickets through Walt Disney when I got, when I personally got an annual pass, nobody else in my family has an annual pass. But when, when I got that annual pass, I stopped buying them through Disney unless we were staying on property for at least five days. And so okay. let me let me let me unpack why. Just like Disney is notorious for I think depending on when you go. Right now the new prices yeah. for 2021, it averages $139 for a one-day park ticket. That's the that's the average. There are some days yeah. that are more, there are some days that are less. I don't think that's it goes right. any less than 119, but I could be I could be wrong. I haven't looked at it in a while. Yeah. So Here's here's what if you're staying on property, I would and you're doing it for at least three nights and you want four 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 days of parks. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would look at a room and ticket 
bundle. That's not what they call it, but you know what I'm saying? You're going to save Package. a little bit more yeah. by staying on property and buying <laughs> through Disney. Like they shave a little yep. bit off at a time. If you are not, I, I would not buy from Disney. Like, so for us, we hardly ever stay on property anymore. I talked about that briefly in our broad stroke of our first episode. We'll unpack that more when we have our where to stay episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I typically don't because they're shorter trips. And so when I have to buy my kids tickets, it's like, I'm just paying flat out full price from Disney because we're, we're not, yeah. yep, I'm not getting any benefits. I'm not benefiting Disney by staying on, like I'm, they're not getting more money from me by staying yeah. on property and using all right. their resources. And like now I'm off property, I could go to Universal, you know, so that all scares yeah. Disney, right? And so <laughs> we use and have used for years because a lot of people are like, I don't want to buy from somebody because what if it's like not reputable oh, and like, I get hosed right. and I go to Disney and it's a fake ticket. I a hundred percent promise you I've used them for years and that is undercovertourist.com. Undercover yeah. there. If you, if we'll have links in the show notes, but if you can't remember, if you get there, their little mascot is a frog. You're in the right place. That's right. So, the, and what's cool is they also do way more than that. So you can get a rental car through there. You can get, so let me talk about ticket prices. You save a little bit of money. It's not like $40 yeah. a ticket less. It's not right. that any, but it is cheaper than like Disney. 10 or 10%, yeah. 10, 15%. Yeah. yeah. And if you get a car, you're like, they do the bundle thing just like Disney or just like any other yeah. website does. So usually when we go, we rent a car and I'll look at like through budget or Expedia or whoever, typically we, we go through budget. Um, yeah. But I, I'll look around and then I'll, I'll buy my daughter's ticket or my son's ticket and then see, and usually it's like, 40 to $60 cheaper because they want you to get that yeah, car through on. them. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, sure. it's a really inexpensive way to do an add on. So, um, undercover tourists look around, shop around if I, I, there are a couple of more, couple more reputable sites out there. I don't know them. I have a relationship. When I say I have a relationship with undercover tourists, I mean, I've given them thousands <laughs> of, of my money. dollars <laughs> and I've given them thousands of my dollars. And every time we went to Disney, their tickets work. So work. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, they're batting a thousand for Tried me. Tried and true. That's right. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of them. So that's kind of your two different scenarios. If you're staying on property and you're there for multiple days, you, you're going to get like the the savings add up through Disney. Yeah. If you're not on property, look look someplace else like Undercover Tourist. Yeah. So we often use, before we were DVC, we went the package route for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them being the planner long, t you know, we have these trips planned out. And by we, I mean, I do, because this is what I love to do, <laughs> um, years in advance. And so we, you know, the way we sort of financially handle that as a family is just every month, there's a little bit of money that goes into the Disney pot. And, you know, it's funny, as we've been talking about, like, making sure you have your park reservations and all of those things. Um, the package allows some flexibility on two fronts. One is the cancellation policy. Mm, yes. And during COVID, Disney did a terrific job of, of making come, you know, trying to get to Walt Disney World during the last year as flexible as possible, understanding that plans have changed and, uh, or, or could change at the drop of a hat during this past year. Those are starting to return to normal cancellation. Yes. Um, 
which is another good sign that um, I think things are moving in the right direction coming out of the pandemic. Um, but for for those of us who um, you know do not want to be locked in, um, purchasing a package through Disney requires a two hundred dollar deposit, and then you have until I think it's thirty days or thirty one days prior to your arrival to pay off the balance of your package. Um, so it's nice to have that flexibility if you need to change. Um, the other thing is it, you know, for those of us who are saving a little bit every month, you don't have that major expense until really close to your travel dates. And so interestingly, now that we are DVC, we have to just pay for the tickets. And with the added pressure of the park reservation system, we we needed to do that much further in advance than we right. would have before um, so that we could make sure that we were getting into the parks that we wanted when we'll be traveling in the fall. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's funny how transitioning from being a very traditional package. We've, we've dear friends who are travel agents and have used them, um, certified Disney uh, planners are a terrific resource. Um, we, we will talk about that in a different episode. Um, but using that package, there's a lot that, that, you know, of flexibility and, you know, there is some combined savings when you're doing those packages through Disney. Um, and, and it does allow you to save a little bit more before you're you're having to spend that big chunk of money. But yeah, it's been it's been interesting lessons I've learned even this year planning a trip as a DVC member and using points and having to do it, you know, s- separately. Mm-hmm. They've been a helpful resource around yeah. that. So <laughs> I, I know we'll have to we'll have to jump into because we're like we should probably have this we need an asterisk at the bottom of our show right audrey we are not certified disney planners we are just people no. that go a lot and right. um have gone so much and because i used to plan like audrey but now yeah. i go so much like I, I i've i've grown to know so much about going and everything i used to do has changed like because i mentioned before every time we went to disney we always stayed on property for us the way we go has shifted and some of the benefits that 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 used and perks that used to be there that in i won't say anything bad but for disney's perspective that have shifted have made it less of a value for us so one thing that i do want to say we have a sponsor uh, of a travel agent a travel company coming on board probably by the time this airs it'll be done but we have not the ink is not dry on the paper yet or i guess hmm. we have, so i want to say but i do want to say this since we're especially to circle back with park reservations nobody knows when the capacity bump is going to happen but if you're booking this summer book through a travel agent because they're going to know a heck of a lot sooner than you will even if you check every day like these are yeah. what these travel agents do for a living they're going to always find you the best deal and they're always going to know the the news of when it's happening and so if you're having if they if the person that you're working with knows hey i'm going october 47th and i want to get magic kingdom and magic kingdom's full that day 
if they have a capacity increase that happens before you go, your, your travel, travel agent will reach out to you yes. and, and make that change for you. And so that's one of the yes. huge benefits. That's the kind of stuff that they take off of your plate. If you're looking for dinner reservations, that kind of stuff yes. too. If the, it's like for me, absolutely love Ohana. It's been closed for 417 years. I cannot <laughs> wait till it opens up. I have a travel agent that is going to tell me when it opens so I can book, even if it's like, I'm not going when it opens, but when it, when yeah. reservations are available to book, I want to know so I can book. I don't want to be 15 yeah. days out and be like, oh crap, that opened two weeks ago. And I all the reservations yeah. are booked for the next six months. So there's yep. definitely value. So find somebody that you like, just look for certified. There's tons of great names out there. Yeah. We, we are close to our deal. And like I said, it'll probably be done by the time, but I don't want to jinx <laughs> anything at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what else, what is left? What what do we need to hit as far as our subject matter for today? Have we hit it all? No, I think we're good. I think that's a good place to stop. Um, I think the reservation system, you know, it's something we wanted to talk about as quickly as possible. Um, we're not sure how long it's going to be yeah. around. It it will shift. It will shift when capacity increases. And as we figure it out, we're happy to talk more about it. And maybe something that we share will be helpful. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, I think we're good. Um, yeah. I love it. Okay, so let's talk awesome. about a couple things. Two two quick things. One, where yep. people can connect with us online is um, yep. our website. That's anotherdisneypodcast.com. As Audrey mentioned at the top mm -hmm. of the show, we fall under that umbrella, which... Um, yep. By the time this is out, you'll know that we have several shows. So if you follow any of our shows, all you'll have to do is go most, if, if the easiest place to find us is, is twofold. One is through Apple podcast. I know not everybody has Apple products, but they have launched this new system or they, what they call it channels now. And so what's great is all you'll have to search for is another Disney podcast and all of our shows will be conveniently right there. And of course, plan for the magic is one of those shows. You can also find some of our musings on, um, facebook.com just search another disney podcast and then instagram another disney podcast at another disney podcast and so that's kind of our major things okay if you have questions for us we would love to answer questions because we again not certified travel agents but we <laughs> hopefully if the information that we're giving like if there's something that you wanted us to go deeper or you have another question or want us to bring up on a show please all you have to do is call us at 757-563-4742 leave us a voicemail or text us either one of those will work and um, I think that's all of that. And a, well, another Diz podcast at gmail.com if email is your jam. I think I've, <laughs> that's think right. I've hit them all. Audrey, you're killing this. Well done. You're killing that this. That was a lot. And th there wasn't it's a lot, lot of, there There's wasn't a lot. a lot of like I know. fighting you between can, us. Well, I know. Well, it'll get better. I know. Wait till we start, <laughs> wait till we start off property on property. Bring it on, uh, girl. Uh, Bring it on. You're just wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. You guys have a good okay. day. Bye. Bicycle.